1: Welcome Irish fans to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I'm the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And another special feature here uh, for you guys. We're doing uh, another Irish crossover. And we're going to talk women's basketball with the play-by-play voice of the lady Irish, Sean Stiers. Sean, how are you doing today, sir?
2: I'm doing great, my man. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with me. Uh, it's been a few weeks, uh, since the last time we did one of these and honestly, a lot has happened, uh, with this women's team. I think the last time we talked, they were still getting girls back from injury. Uh, I, I remember, you know, the first few games, you know, there were people playing that really aren't getting a whole lot of minutes, uh, not at, to this point. And mm-hmm. they, they were getting some people back. Neil Ivy was still trying to figure out, I guess, really what those combinations, you know, kind of look like. So now we sit uh, January 27th. Has she figured out kind of what her starting lineup looks like? What, you know, who's coming off the bench, things of that nature, some personnel.
2: Yeah, I think rotation, you know, she's got it, got it down to where she want, wants it right now, or at least, you know, I guess where she is right now, Dara Mabry and Aya Peoples, Abby Prohaska, Maddie Westbeld, and Michaela Vaughn are pretty much the okay. starting five, and it's been that way for the last seven games. And they have won what is it, five of their last seven in the yeah. stretch. So you know, and the two games that they lost got away from them in the fourth quarter, unfortunately. But yeah, so that's that's kind of where she is with the rotation now. Caitlin Gilbert had been in the starting lineup, and Prohaska was out of the starting lineup after Prohaska started this, you know, she was a starter at the start of the year because Gilbert was in COVID protocol, but uh, Gilbert has been in a cast for the last at least three weeks, I think. And like one of those scooters that you scoot around on, you know, (laughs) yes, I do have to keep it elevated and all that kind of stuff. So Gilbert is out indefinitely and they were originally hoping it was only going to be a couple games and then it got worse and they put the cast on. So she's out. And so with her out, They've had this five and then the next two off the bench and really the main two off the bench are Destiny Walker and Sam Brunel and now they were the team's two leading scores from a season ago and they're player number six and player number seven it's almost hmm. it's almost six a and 6b because a lot of times and really probably most of the times at you know at early in a game they'll come in together at the okay. same time so, yeah, that's kind of like two or three minutes into the game, that kind of thing. That's typically been the first substitution. So those are the main seven right now. Alasia Hayes, freshman point guard, still kind of makes little cameos from time to time to kind of you know spell things. And she gives them some nice things from a ball handling standpoint, from an
0: athleticism speed standpoint, those kind of things. She's not going to score. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: A whole lot, though. I like the way she drives. She gets to the free throw line and that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anyone else off the top of my head right now. I think those are the main ones. We did see Allie Campbell two games ago, a freshman who, again, because of the, you know, the litany players out at the start of the season she saw a lot more playing time in the first four or so games but then that really kind of disappeared for a couple of weeks she got in a couple of games ago i think it was at virginia tech she got in a little bit in the first half didn't come back in the second half but uh, so i think that that's that's kind of the main rotation that she's got right now
1: the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything another one of those and you and you uh you kind of mentioned when you talked about uh Alasia Hayes coming in at the point guard position that's been kind of an interesting position for this team they you know while Alasia Hayes is kind of a true point guard uh, of those that are playing on a consistent basis it seems like that might be somewhat of the missing piece uh, the the point guard position for for Notre Dame right now
2: for sure and i don't know that i thought that it would be and i'm not saying it's an issue but sure you can tell as the season's gone on that they don't have a true point guard. Let's put it yeah. that you know, like that veteran kind of point guard. Because I don't. Because again, Alaysia Hayes does some nice things, but I don't think that she's quite at the level that they need. And now Dara Mabry was there, right? You know, kind of early on, and she's still there. But w- it, what's interesting is these last few games, probably three or four, uh, she had Neil Ivey has. Taking Mabry off the ball at times, like she'll still start off as the point guard, but she'll take her off the ball and then move her kind of down to the corner on the wing more as the as the true shooting guard, and right. it has definitely freed her up for more scoring opportunities. Because as that has happened, her scoring has gone up, and that's you know what she she was, she was more that shooting guard at Virginia Tech in her first two seasons there when she hit over one hundred and fifty three hmm. in those first couple of seasons. So her scoring has gone up. Uh, they've moved – they've had – like Destiny Walker has brought the ball up. Maddie Westbelt at times will bring the ball up, that kind of thing. But that is definitely, I'd say, what this team lacks right now is is the point guard who's not just a point guard who can you know, handle the ball, get you in the sets, do the things that you need to do, but also be at least a scoring threat. Because, sure. Again, Hayes, Hayes can drive to the basket and do those kind of things, and she can distribute – nicely, but, but she's not, she's not quite there as a, as a true scoring threat, I think overall.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, she's only taken 18 total shots, uh, this season and, and made right. seven. So, I mean, it, it she's not even Picks really her free looking
2: throws when she gets to the line though. That's that she the... <laughs> does that. Yeah. She's
1: 12 of 18 from the free throw line. So, right. uh, but yeah, she doesn't even appear just from a statistical standpoint that she's even really looking for her shot. You know, it's more of a distributor and all that. Right. And so, from and that's semi- and that's sort of the balance
2: when you've got that, you know, like Mabry, who's used to being a shooting guard. I think that that's sure. kind of the thing for her is is how you how you distribute and be the point guard while also looking for your shot. It, having never been in that situation myself, right. I don't know what that conundrum is like. Interestingly, <laughs> though, we're going to have Dara on uh, Sports Beat, our local show here in town on Thursday. So that's one of the things that I'll get to ask her about, kind of you know what that has been like. And I'm, I'm interested to hear that. And that's, you know, that's one thing not to get kind of off on a side tangent or anything, but I think we kind of touched on this the first time we talked, and I know you and I have talked about it as well. None of the broadcasters are traveling on the road, right? You know, so it's, it's not just that you're not at the games, but when you travel on the road, you travel with the team and you're essentially embedded with the team. And, So you get to find out just just through interacting and going to the shoot around and doing all these different things. You get to find out a lot more of these little sort of pieces that connect everything than if you're just, you know, sitting in your man cave doing the game at home off of TV for the road games. And and even when you're at home, you're up at the top of the arena and basically, the only real interactions I have with the team are with Neil Ivy for all the pregame interviews. And
1: that's not and even then, in person. I mean, that, yeah, that's right. We, that's it's really on a headset or,
2: or a telephone, depending on yeah, you know where it is. And then for the home games, we get the assistant coaches after the games, but we don't do that for the road games just because of the technical setup it doesn't sure. allow us to do that right now. So there's a lot less. And again, me getting this being my. Second, first year doing right. this with eight years or ten years or whatever it is in between doing it. I, I just don't, you know. There's there's a lot of missing it's pieces. Just, well, for there's me a disconnect, yeah. kind of Putting together, yeah, yeah. There's an exactly. absolute
1: disconnect, and and you and I. Have talked about this a million times back when you used to do baseball as well. I mean, it's those uh, you know those dinners with the coaching staff. It's right the bus rides with the players. I mean, you, know, you get to know people when you're that's stuck exactly on a it. bus, you know, for hours yeah. at a time, and you know having dinner with people. I mean, things come and up planes and yeah, that's and right, and yeah, so you get to know players and coaches on and off the field slash court. Um, that adds to your broadcast, which you're missing, which right you know, a lot of people don't take that into account. Uh, now, the one bonus to doing the games from home is that you you have definitely upgraded on the producer side uh, when you're doing <laughs> yes. the away games That's based right. on your Twitter account.
2: <laughs> That's right. My daughter, Bailey, she comes in and uh, she makes sure that we stay on time with our commercial breaks and our commercial inventory. So I saw the log in front of her. Uh, she helped was... out quite a bit.
1: Yeah, she was, I, she was keeping track, she man. She's got a job
2: to do. She knows You know, when that break comes up, we hit it That's and right. she marked it off. So that we uh so that we know where we are
1: over the course of the broadcast. Absolutely. No question. Uh, but no, that has to be a very difficult. And I'm sure, you know, you're missing out on those trips to like Miami. Uh, you know, I think them what are they two trips to Miami this year and some other things. Know. So, you, know, you know, there's some perks, you know, but you know, maybe next year. Um, but anyway, back to the team and and with with point guard being, you know, kind of I don't want to say it's an issue, but it's it's someplace that they can potentially upgrade at this point. Uh, About a week ago, there's room for
2: improvement. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, About a week ago, we got news uh, that next year's freshman, Olivia Miles, who was one of the top rated players in the 21 class, um, is actually enrolled, is going to enroll early. Uh, She's a 5'10 point guard uh, that's her primary position. She has to quarantine for a week, then she can join the team. Uh, so that you know, kind of slows things up a little bit. But could this – and I realize you haven't seen her yet, so this is complete speculation on your part. Um, but as an incoming freshman not being with the team, do you see her making any kind of an impact uh, You know, for the rest of this season? That's got to be uh, – knowing that that position is one that can use a bit of an upgrade Right. Uh, but coming in in the middle of the conference season like this, in the middle of a season period, fresh, not really knowing your teammates from an on the court, situ- you know, yeah. kind of a feel. Do you really think that she can make any kind of an impact this year?
2: That's a really good question. You know, can you essentially make a late season trade? If, yeah. you know, like if you're talking about professional sports, can you make a late season trade to uh, you know to in- inject something new? And what can that do for you? Yeah. You know, one of the things that you know, on top of the fact that she's a true freshman, as good as she is, number eight player in the country according to ESPN, and the number two point guard in the country for the you know freshman class coming in, as good as she is, one, she it it doesn't sound like she was able to do a whole lot of conditioning because her high school team wasn't playing, you know, and that was part of her decision to to graduate high school early. Her team wasn't playing, and and a teammate of hers actually made the decision to go to UCLA. And that's what oh, wow. you know, kind of got the ball rolling with her, according to what Neil Ivy told me. And there have been a handful of other players who I, I guess who have done this as well, like for the same reasons, because their teams, you know, were shut down. So it's like, well, I might as well go. And the best part of this whole deal is you essentially, you know, it's kind of like with, with football. And that's where we're used to seeing it. Sure. At, at a very minimum, she's going to get to practice with the team for, yep. for the rest of this season. And then once next year starts, she's still a freshman because, yeah. of, you know, the NCAA gave the everybody the extra year of eligibility. So she's still going to have four full years after this. But what adds to where they are right now in the schedule, they've got Syracuse coming up, just dropped out of the top 25. And then mm-hmm. they've got number one, Louisville, number two, NC State, and then Syracuse again. And they still have Louisville coming up. At Ooh. the end of the season, so they're getting into a really tough stretch of the schedule, as it is. So I guess my answer is, without being able to see her, I just don't know. Like yeah. it, it's it's going to be interesting because, based on the timeline that that Neil Ivy talked about and what they talked about in their initial release when they announced this a couple of weeks ago, this weekend's game against Syracuse is potentially the first time we could see her. So will oh, wow. we see her? I, I, you know, I, I don't know yet. And I'll talk to Neil before the game and it's a, it's a, an 11 a.m. game yeah. by the way, which I don't know if I've ever had that, like even in NCAA tournament situations. I don't know if I've ever done an 11 a.m. basketball game. I know I've done early baseball games, but right. um, I just don't know. I, yeah. you know, I, I wish that I could, I wish that I could offer more insight to it,
1: but, well, this is the time where it would be great to be sitting in on practice, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. to get some exactly. sort of, you can't even, and that's again, what people may not understand. And if you listen to Jack Nolan, he talks about it all the time about going to practice and, you know, seeing the guys and what they're, what they're up to. Same thing on your end, having an opportunity to go to practice and, uh, you know, get a feel for what that rotation is and, and who's doing what and, and all these different things. Um, you don't have that opportunity this season, even though right. genera- they generally they have a huge, beautiful practice facility where you could very easily, you know, watch practice. They've taken yeah. advantage of COVID and they're just not letting people well, in.
2: And that's, they have, the teams have what they call their own bubble where yeah. they're tested X amount of times per week. And, they, you know, they're, they go through all these different protocols. And so, especially since, you know, no one's, no one else has been on the campus since before Thanksgiving, and now the students are coming back and everything. So that's going to be different. But the way they've been doing it since then is if, if you're not part of that bubble, and this is included, like even people in the in the media relations staff, if you're not part of that bubble, you don't get to be within six, you know, six feet of anybody, you know, they've got everybody, you're, you're back, you know, you're, you're out of that, you know, so yeah, that's, it's made it different. It's made made it a little bit more challenging this year but we're doing the best we can
1: oh absolutely and uh you know our our pipe (laughs) our pipe dream of seeing spring football is probably just that a pipe dream uh because of that exact scenario I mean it it is what it is and and we we will you know carry on with what we've got but I, I wanted to ask you from because really the only opportunity again is to watch them during games what kind of trends are you seeing with this club um, uh, you know, start to materialize from kind of the beginning of the season to now, now that they're 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 back to full strength, etc. Do you see any trends per se? Uh
2: all of that was internet garbled. So I don't I have no <laughs> I, I caught little pieces of what you said. So unfortunately, Vince. You're going to have to go through that again.
1: That's okay. I I was wondering if from the beginning of the season to now, because you're only able to see them during games, are are you Uh, noticing any trends? Does this team have, uh, you know, a quote unquote identity, you know, at this point in the season, can you kind of, you know, as you're watching them, you kind of know what you're going to get from like this aspect uh, as an example.
2: Well, you know what? I do like the way they compete, you know, and that's, that's been something that we've talked been talking about with with different teams you know on uh, different talk shows is is the compete level because I don't know you know you've got a new head coach you've got a Hall of Fame coach leaving you know so even though your 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 new coach is uh is is a highly thought of alum you know you've got yeah. a new offense and you know all these different things and I, and I like the way they competed because basically their last ba- throw out the Clemson game which was their sixth That was their last game before the holidays. I was just—I was going to say second to last, but that was their last game before Christmas. They came back and went to Miami on New Year's Eve. You know, they didn't fare well at Clemson, but win or lose, all the rest of these games have been highly competitive. They've come right down to the wire. Now, obviously, a couple of them got away from them that they'd like to have back, but at the same time, after last year. Finishing with a losing record and all these different changes. I really sure. like the way they've competed. Um, I, I also think that they're becoming a better rebounding team. And I and I okay. think that that's still an, an area where they can improve. Rebounding and defense are are two of the things that Neil Ivy is always harping on. And I do think they become a better rebounding team because one thing they lack, now Michaela Vaughn is a really nice player and she gives them size, and that's sure. part of why she's in the starting lineup I think but she was coming off an ACL toward the end of last season and she's still really kind of recovering they're one of the few teams in the ACC that does not have a a true kind of big I, I, yeah like a true big I was about to say dominant post and it doesn't even have to be dominant but I'm amazed like with all these teams Notre Dame plays, it's like, oh, she's averaging a double-double, or she's almost averaging a double-double. Right. You know, they don't have that right now. And I think part of that again goes to the fact that Vaughn is still, you know, she's she's not even a year removed from having ACL surgery. So that's still kind of going back. And she's the biggest of the bigs on the roster, you know. Sure. So if they don't have that dominant post in there who's gonna, you know, go out and grab you eight to ten rebounds. A night. Most of the rebounding has been done by Maddie Westbelt. She's, she's the team's leading rebounder, but I like how collectively the the team is, is continued to do a better job of rebounding. Like the team, even though they lost to North Carolina, North Carolina is one of the two best rebounding teams in the ACC. Right. They're out right. rebounding teams by almost 12 per game, but they only out rebounded Notre Dame by four the other day, you know? So I, I thought that, like that was a good sign And when I've kind of gone back and looked at some of the other games. They're a lot closer in a lot of these games. So I, I think that they're doing a good job of rebounding and continuing to get better rebounding. And you know, a big part of that as well is get a defensive stop, get the rebound. And then you know, she wants to get them out and get them running. She really wants to to score in transition. and And we've seen some nice little spurts of that as well.
1: I I wanted to ask you quick about uh, Maddie Westfeld and you know she was the offensive go-to girl uh, you know in the beginning of the season and really took to that responsibility well Um, and then of course some players started coming back from injury and it was kind of a feel-it-out period where you know how does Maddie Westfeld fit into this rotation and fit into this starting lineup and what you know is she going to play the block? Is she going to, you know, be on the outside shooting threes, you know, because she has that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, has she settled into kind of her role on this team, do you feel?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, she's still the team's leading scorer and rebounder. She's averaging over 15 points and seven and a half rebounds per game. She does play a little bit more high post and and out on the wing a little bit because she she's hit 15 threes. This season. And it, I, I think that th- I think the biggest progress that I've seen from her is she doesn't foul like, you know, like little little kind of ticky tack fouls sure. and stuff like that, you know, like we saw early on. But I think that's to be expected from a freshman is as, as good as she is as a freshman. I, I think that that was, you know, the one thing early on where uh, she was picking up some fouls, fouled out. A couple of times. As a team, they've only had five players foul out this season. She's got two of them, but it you know, it's been a while for that. So I I think that she just continues to come along and get better. I think part of the reason her scoring average maybe has dropped a little bit. Again, is like you go to Dara Mabry, her scoring production has increased. Destiny Walker's still scoring in double figures and so is Anea Peoples. So, you know, this, the sky is still the limit for Maddie Westbelt. I I think that she's, she's probably the front runner right now, and it might not even be probably
1: to be the ACC freshman of the year. Oh yeah, I bet. (laughs) I can only imagine. It's hard to believe that there's many freshmen. I think she's in the running for national as well. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's hard to imagine there's a lot of freshmen out there that are as, as dominant in so many ways that she is, uh, and, and watching her play, you know, in the few games that I was there in person to watch her play was, I mean, she she doesn't play like a freshman. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, her future is very bright. You're not wrong there. Um, You mentioned the schedule that's upcoming. And, you know, Syracuse, like you said, just out of the top 25 this week. Uh, You know, was it Louisville's number one? I mean, the the schedule coming up is not an easy schedule. No. Is this a make-or-break stretch for Notre Dame? Or, you know, is there – is there a way to get through this? Even if, let's say, they lose all those games, is there a way to get through this still with with positive mm-hmm. momentum moving forward, or is this kind of this is where it is right here?
2: Make or break might be a little bit much. Okay, but you know, again, the fact that you've got to play Louisville twice and NC State, yeah. who're the the top two teams in the country right now, that 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 doesn't help you. No, you know, when you couple the fact again that you, you know it's neither Syracuse game is going to be a gimme. And then you've got Florida state and you've got Pittsburgh. So it's like they really needed that North Carolina win. They really needed that Boston college win when you're talking about resume. Now, obviously if they could, if they could knock off Louisville or NC state, if they could pick up one of those three games, they're sitting in solid shape because they're still in the upper half of the ACC right now in terms of standings. And I think the last projection, now this was before North Carolina and I haven't seen it yet, the last projection was Notre Dame as a number 10 seed for the NCAA tournament. So they're at least in the conversation right now. But this could get kind of perilous when when you're looking at these last seven games. It's only seven games left in the regular season. Then obviously you get into the ACC tournament. So, I mean, yeah, it could – you, again, you really needed that Carolina game. Yeah. You had, you, you know, a game in hand going into this. That hurts them quite a bit. You're you're kind of in a situation where you almost. And I guess it's, I guess it's eight games left. I, I wrote these down. I forgot to write Syracuse on my list for the second time. So it's eight games left. But still, it's like you almost have to. Like, if you can beat Syracuse twice, Pittsburgh and Florida State, you've won half of those games,
1: right? There. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely.
2: You're still you're still probably going to be on the bubble, but that also gives you a chance to win a couple games in the ACC tournament to kind of build your 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 case toward the end of the season.
1: It, now, I, I this is this is one I was not planning to ask you, uh, but I haven't seen. I We know that the the men's tournament is going to be in Indiana uh, around the Indianapolis area. Is there is I, I assume that there's talk that the women's tournament is going to be in one place as well. Have they made that decision as of yet? Eh.
2: San Antonio, and the last, see, the last I had heard, they had decided that it was going to be, or it is going to be in San Antonio, and then I've heard conflicting things about that, but as far as I've heard, it is San Antonio, the women's tournament is going to be in San Antonio,
1: yeah. Not not that you get to go, of course,
2: but. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: It's kind of like going back to the old Notre Dame baseball days, because they always used to go down to San Antonio That's right and that was Irish classic, right? Wonderful. Yeah. The Irish baseball classic, wonderful weather down there that we always got in (laughs) San Antonio in March. And And I'm being completely serious. It's beautiful
1: down there. (laughs) And then you get to come back up here, uh, where the weather is not so nice in March, but right. That's right. I digress. But, uh, Sean, thanks for joining me, uh, on Irish crossover. And, uh, so the next game Sunday, right?
2: Yes, they are at Syracuse Sunday, and that will be an 11 a.m. Eastern Oof. time
1: game. So, so bacon yeah, and grab eggs. your
2: coffee and, and some <laughs> breakfast and brunch and pull up the radio.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So you, you can access that, by the way, online at UND.com, or if you're local, uh, Live 99.9, I believe, is where you can find women's basketball correct. in our area. Plug. Absolutely. So make sure you uh, you tune in and listen to Mr. Sean Styers, the voice of women's basketball. Uh, he always brings it and uh, it's always it's always fun to listen to Mr. Steyer's call a women's basketball game so I highly recommend that everybody tune in so Sean, uh, thank you again for uh, for joining us thank on you. the podcast and we'll make sure we have you back maybe we'll do a uh, kind of a March madness preview uh, once they because they're gonna get in they I'm confident they're getting in so uh we'll we'll preview the maybe the ACC tournament and then Keeping into, the good uh, vibes. that's right you, you're darn right. We'll, we'll pre- preview both tournaments. So, uh, so until <laughs> until we do that, right. uh, you've been listening. I'm Vince D'Addario. That's Sean Stiers, and uh, you've been listening to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs>